On the Healthy Human Revolution podcast, Dr. Lori Marbus interviews nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests whose informative and inspiring stories will empower you with the knowledge to transform your life and health. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marbus, and today I'm so honored to welcome Matthew Janusek. How are you today, sir? I'm very good. Thank you. Well, excellent. And you're joining us from sunny California. It looks really nice right there. I hope the weather's not too bad or the fires where you're located. No, we're, we're okay. We're just a little bit away from that, fortunately. So um, yeah, it's a bright, sunny day today. Excellent. So you have an incredible story. Um, 20 years plus in the fitness industry, your business, Escape Fitness, you have a podcast, it, you know, it seems like a wonderful place to be, but it's a really tough time right now, kind of what you do. But can you kind of get to that and just kind of speak to us how you became interested in joining kind of the fitness area, especially starting a business, which is always a challenge. And then just kind of maybe even share your own personal history, if you, whatever you like. Okay, excellent. Well, I was, um, I was sort of um, influenced, I guess, at quite a young age and around about 15, 14, probably 15 years old. I had, a, I had a, some people around me, like my friend's father and uh, my cousin that were all sort of into weightlifting and bodybuilding at the time. So I think, I think those sort of young uh, influences um, kind of got, got me into something. I wasn't particularly interested in, in team sport too much, but the weightlifting and bodybuilding, for whatever reason, um, kind of, you know, something attracted me to that. And then, um, then watching a movie, uh, Pumping Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger, that, that was, mm -hmm. um, that kind of, I think, tipped me over. And I thought, I, lo I love that, you know, live, being in California and, and weightlifting on the beach. Um, and, and so I think from a young age, although um, it wasn't a, a specific plan I went after, um, I, I kind of, you know, that's where I am. I'm uh, <laughs> lifting weights on the beach in California. So, um, so yeah. Um, but, exactly. you know, in terms of the business, I, you know, we, I, I was working for another company, as was my father. And, and um, it, it, it was sort of, I was a late starter. So it took me until like, you know, late 20s before I sort of got out, got the partying and the fun out of my system and girls and all that sort of stuff. And uh, so, you know, I, I think it's sort of maybe mid, mid 20s, something like that, I, I started to think I need to do something. And it took me a, a while to um, find that one thing. But I, I knew I had a real passion for fitness. And uh, my father was, was um, my father's Polish, and he was an engineer. And um, we, we just chatted one day and said, Look, you know, we'd love to set some kind of business up for the family because we weren't both totally satisfied with where we were. And uh, he said, like, you know, keep looking out for ideas. If you find one, let me know. He said the only thing from his side, he, he wanted to do some sort of manufacturing and he felt that Poland was going to be a place where there was, big, there was going to be big opportunities. You know, you know, I'm going back sort of nearly 30 years now. So it was a very wow. different place then. Um, so, so that was it. Um, and uh, met a, a friend who had a gym and we got talking and, um, I, you know, he was looking for dumbbells. So I said to my dad, could you, do you think we could find these in Poland? Cause you know, he said, manufacture it there. And, um, and that was really the start of it. So it was, it was very unsophisticated. We, we didn't sort of have any great business plan. We didn't have any support or money or anything like that. We just had a, a lot of passion, um, a lot of energy and, um, and, and we worked extremely hard um for 20 something years to sort of get where we are today <laughs> yeah i think the work ethic of successful entrepreneurs is is 
you just can't compare that to anybody else. So uh, running my own telemedicine practice and the Healthy Human Revolution, I, I totally understand. So um, from your standpoint of entering into, because the Escape Fitness, you have all stuff, I, I guess you design gyms or help them design and you have the equipment. And so how has that been, you know, more recently with COVID, like how have you navigated all these stressors? And I mean, I can't even imagine what that must be like. Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting period, and it's it's you know I think we're still kind of in it to some extent, but we yeah we our, our business was predominantly working with other fitness health club brands around the world. Uh, we worked with most of the major ones that you would see probably in a in a city near near, near most people, and we we work with them. We'll we'll design fitness facilities, we'll supply the equipment, and then we provide education for the the trainers to show them how to use all the various um, training tools. And, and so when this happened, obviously all of the gyms were, were, were quickly closed. And so most of our, uh, our revenue stream that we relied on previously had, had sort of dried up. So nobody was paying any mm. bills and, and uh, nobody was placing any orders. So um, yeah, it was, a, it was quite a scary time. Fortunately, the, the home fitness market had, uh, had, had sort of I guess exploded, although that wasn't our business and, and, and a lot of the products are really designed for big heavy duty commercial facilities. We, we were able to, 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 to sort of keep going through that period um, until different markets started opening up. And as mm -hmm. we're a, an international company, we, you know, the, the U S different States had opened up at different times and, and we had central Europe, some of our markets are open, some were closed and opening and closing, but you know, the net effect was that there was enough different bits coming in to, to sort of um, to keep us going. And I, I suppose that the lesson I take from that is, is you know, some, some, sometimes they say, you know, kind of put all your eggs in one basket and look after the basket, which which could work. But in, in this case, it, we were fairly diversified in terms of the um, countries that we operate in and the channels within those different countries. And, and I think because of that, uh, we were able to to at least exist where probably a lot of businesses had, had really sort of struggled to keep going through that time. That's amazing. So the pivoting is really interesting because even just with your local restaurants, we had some that opened up and said, you know, we're going to build these produce boxes now because they had all these suppliers and now mm -hmm. we could, they, they're cutting out the middleman for the grocery store. We just would order these huge boxes of vegetables and fruit. So it was great on our end, at least some of that. But can you walk us through any of the other major pivots of, you know, scaling a business to success that you have? I just find it so fascinating to hear the story of entrepreneurs who just kept going, even when things <laughs> might've been tough. So <laughs> I, I think the, the word pivot is, is sort of used a lot at the moment. I was on a couple of calls this morning where <laughs> people sort of talking about that. And I, and, and I, I guess, um, yeah, you know, it's, it, it is overused. And I, I think a lot of people assume that that's, that's what they need to do. And in some cases, mm. you, you do, but there's, there's a lot of risk that comes from that. And, and, and I think you've got to, if you make a, a kind of correction to your business, and it, if you're a restaurant and you've been closed down, then, you know, it, it, is, it is a little bit challenging. But I, I think the lesson I've learned is to be careful about what that change of direction is. And, and um, you know, what, what we found is sometimes you can, sometimes a change in direction can mean a totally different business model um, mm. that doesn't necessarily align to your, what I call your business DNA um, and, and, or, or, you know, what, what your core business is. So I, so I think 
yes, it's good to do that. But if, you know, if you, if you look at, you know, whatever industry you're in and you kind of look at what other people are doing and if everybody's going in this direction, cause they think that's, you know, everybody's going digital and, 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 and that type of stuff. But I think you've got to be careful at doing that because in some cases you, you need different skill sets and a different operating system. And, and it may be at a time where people are conserving cash and resources and energy, it may sort of push you over the edge where you're very exposed and, um, mm. and, and, and you may get yourself in trouble. Just, just the same as, you know, if you, if you compare that to your, to your physical body, you know, it, it, it's when you go through these times, you can say, well, look, let's, let's work a little bit harder and, and, you know, maybe put our bodies under a little bit more stress, but, but sometimes, you know, that normally when you're kind of out on a limb, it's those times where, your, your immunity's down and, and your energy's down and then suddenly something hits you and you're not you're not in a strong place to survive and I, I think that's a very similar place to the business so our lesson is yes you you will have to reinvent yourself but but it's also important to keep a check on what what is those core things that make up your business you know what are some of the skills that you and your team have got uh, that have got you to where you are and how could you apply those same skills maybe in a different way you gave an example of the restaurants which is which is a pretty good one so they're you know they're making produce they've got a good supply chain um you know they're 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 producing it in a certain way that that appeals to people but the the the, the missing part is well people can't come into the restaurant now so how can we get that to them um without reinventing our business totally and and um and, you know, even things like how do you get it to like there's a restaurant near us, um, a very nice restaurant. And, and, and you know, they, they kind of had this idea where they kind of part cook it because you've mm. also got to, you know, you've got to move the stuff. And this is a very premium restaurant. So for them, you know, having a sort of light, you know, cooled down type of experience, the food where it's not properly cooked, you know, that could actually take away from the brand and the, this premium experience. So, you know, they mm. kind of came away where you kind of get the ingredients and they, show you how to cook it and there's a there's a whole experience around that in itself where you sort of you know DIY but but they're explaining to you what to do and how to do it and you've got your wine and your packaging and all those sorts of things so just as an as an example so I think I think it's just it's just trying to stay true to what your brand stands for mm. but innovate in a way that's um that, that's not going to expose you to failure and, and you know doing more harm than good I guess. Yeah, absolutely. It makes complete sense. You don't want to be stepping outside of, of really who you are and your business and your, I guess your core audience as well. So mm. where did you find, what have you found to be the biggest lessons for your, as an entrepreneur and starting um, kind of with this just basic idea and how did it blossom? Like, so how did you decide to add in different elements um, and going to the gyms? I mean, it was, I guess it kind of started that looking for dumbbells, but is that just kind of just stayed in that genre or, or did, were there other elements that you added? Yeah, we've, over time we've, we've evolved. And I, I think now, you know, I, I started when I was, I guess, relatively young. I, I didn't have any real experience with business. I'd worked for my grandfather and that had given me a good foundation and I'd, I'd done evening jobs and that. So I kind of had a, a bit of an understanding, but I wouldn't say, you know, I didn't go to business school, which probably would have given me a good, good base of understanding. So all the stuff I did, I learned um, the painful way and, and yeah, it took a lot longer and certainly if, if my children came up in business I would I'd be able to tell them what not to do um, and, and so it kind of evolved and, and, and um, but you know a lot of what we do today are things that any good business probably should be doing but we we just sort of figured it out the long way but I, I guess 
we, we started out selling dumbbells and realized that that, that it was a, a, you know, it almost took us out of business because as people started to see what we did, we had a, we had a bit of competitive advantage in terms of where we were sourcing it from and the design of the products. But very quickly, everybody saw that and they copied us. And then it was like, okay, we were more expensive. And mm. so we had to bring our prices down and we were affected there. So it then became about, well, how can we add value? What do we stand for? What, 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 what are we selling outside of a, of a good product that could be, um, you know, where we could lose business purely on price. So we had to sort of round out our offering, add value. And, and so we, we went for the more of a the premium end of the market. So we focused on quality. Um, we focused on the design of, of the products. Um, we, we focused on the content that goes around them because most people don't really understand how to get the most out of a lot of training equipment, even, even a lot of trainers, um, particularly if it's a new product. So we wanted to make sure that the, that the overall experience with Escape was, was a great one. And, and we sort of made investments into those areas in order to separate ourselves from everybody else in the market and, um, and to allow us to sort of maintain a, a, a profitable business. Uh, and then also in terms of the approach, our, our marketing a, a approach as well, we, we always look to, to, to do things differently, but, but rather than marketing for marketing's sake, we, we, you know, we want to, invest in areas that provide value as opposed to just you know writing a big sponsorship and you know having your name everywhere but what does that really provide to to, to our clients so things like podcasts which is what you're doing as you know there's a lot of work that goes into them they're very uh -huh. expensive to do um they they create a lot of time but it, it's you know it's it's great brand um you know it's great uh, i guess link to the brand um uh -huh. so people can um, you know, see your brand and see, see a premium product, but, but at the same time, you're, you're providing value to the people, to your customers. So, mm -hmm. um, you're, you're helping them improve their lives or, or their businesses or, or, or relationships or whatever it is, um, that you're doing. So I think, you know, in terms of how to, to grow the business and communicate people and, and to, and to create that loyalty, then I think where, you know, where we can provide value, um, I, I think that's probably, um, you know, something unique that we've always tried to do. I love that. It's almost like if you go to Best Buy and you go to buy, let's say a new camera or a computer and you know more about it than the salesperson. So I like that you're, <laughs> you're going to the salespeople and saying, trainers and saying, Hey, let's get the most out of this product that you're spending this money in. And I think that's, that's very important. Um, as, as far as your own personal fitness journey. So you said you kind of enjoyed the, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and pumping out on the beach and stuff. So kind of what, is your exercise routine, what have you found to, you know, bring health? Because it sounds like you're in your, I'm assuming, middle age here, as, as am so, I. I'm, I'm 25, you know, so it's not, it must right. be better than that. Yes, <laughs> yeah, my, my oldest will be 27 next year. So, I mean, like, you, there are things that are just different. And it's just like, oi. So, you know, obviously health is important to both of us. And, you know, yeah. I'd really love to know what are your secrets to remain healthy because I mean I would encourage the audience to check out you know your Instagram page because you got some great stuff there but it's just what are your um, secrets or certain routines that you found to be super helpful yeah well you well you, well, you certainly don't look as though you have a 27 year old <laughs> that's, that's for sure. so it, it must be working that. for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I, well I'm um I'm 50 in about four weeks, so I'm- I'm, I'm gonna be of, 50 uh, in four weeks, no way. When is your birthday? 27th of November. 
Uh, so we're a little mine, bit longer than four weeks. Yeah, right? mine's the 28th of October. So I'm a month older okay. than you. I'll be 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, a little, little bit longer, but it's 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 around the corner. That's and and it's yes. frightening to think that um, it's, that's it how old I am because I don't <laughs> yeah. like to look at myself like that. Um, but um, oh, but my. yeah, I I um, it's it's I, I think it's you know people sort of think fitness is uh, is something that you do and you get in shape and and then it's finished. I, I always remember years ago I when I started my bodybuilding, I used to think that, um, you know, I'd work out and I'd get to a certain point and, and then I'm there, I've arrived, you know, like going on a journey. And then, then it suddenly clicked. I, I was driving my car one time and I thought, actually, I'm going to have to just, I'm going to have to just do this forever if I want to, you know, maintain any kind of level of fitness. And, and so that was quite a shift in my mind. You know, it, it has to be just, just like keeping my teeth good. I was, I was in the dental business before and, so I've always, you know, spent, you know, want to make sure I've got, got good teeth. Yes. And so, so it's, you know, it has to become this habit that's just like, like cleaning your teeth. And, and, and I've been able to sort of consistently do that for, you know, for well over 30 years now. Um, so it's part of, of my lifestyle. And being in the industry, I've, you know, I've experimented and, and tried many different things. And when I was younger, it was more for the aesthetics. I wanted to, you know, meet girls. And, and so it was always something I felt well I need to do that um sure. as I've got older it's very much about having the energy I've got, I've got an eight and a nine year old um so it's about having <laughs> the energy you're a brave man <laughs> <laughs> the patience um and um to, to kind of work and and and, and oh, be able to, to you know spend time with them and, and you know it's, it, when you've got your own business and a family and children a lot a lot of it comes down to you know, yes, it's, it's how you divide the time, but also it's having the energy when you're finished. You know, I, I do quite frequently, well, I, every day is more or less a 12 hour day. Some days it's, you know, 14, 16, even now. Um, and then at the end of that, it's, it's about having energy to, to do anything, you know, um, is, is, is not easy. And, and, and to get to a Friday and, and feel better than what you did, did with a Monday. So, so I think people, unless, you, unless you, I guess you've experienced what good health is, Mm. Um, you, you, you probably don't appreciate the difference it can make in, in your life, in your relationships with, with, with everybody. And, and, and when, when those energy levels drop, you know, one, you don't think as well. So from a business perspective, it's not great. You know, two, you, you're not able to, to be focused with your friends and your family and you don't want to do anything. It's like, okay, it's a weekend. I just want to chill out and I don't want to do anything. Whereas if you've got that, that sort of physical capacity, that energy, um, you know, you, you can live a full life. And I, I guess, so, so for me, what, what I like to do is, you know, very clean diet. I think that's really important. Um, and, and for that diet, not to be a diet, for that to be a, just a way that you eat. And, and that took me about 10 years to kind of, to get myself where what I like and what I enjoy for, for food or even for treats is, is on the healthier side. Um, mm -hmm. so, so diet's critical, you know, it's probably more important than than working out, um, mm -hmm. even though they're both equally important. And then combined with that, you know, having good uh, sort of cardiovascular um, fitness is, is extremely important because, um, you know, that is ne neglected. And for me, I always sort of try, you know, whether it's running or cycling or whatever, I, you know, I need to make sure that, that that, you know, heart and lungs are, are there. And then, you know, the um, phys sort of muscular, you know, having strong, body um, particularly as you get older you know your testosterone as you as you sort of get you know get over 30 starts to drop and and it, and it goes off a cliff so you know having you've got to be you know particularly if you're a guy you, you've got to be doing something to kind of maintain that and, and lifting weights is is, is fantastic mm -hmm. um 
just so you've got the strength to to do what you need and, and to move yourself around and, and, and that sort of stuff. So having, having, you know, a, a strength element to your workout is important. And then also you're, you know, not, not just sort of lifting weights, but, but having a, a dynamic element, um, you know, being able to quickly move, change direction, explode, jump off something, jump onto something, because again, as, as you sort of get older, you, those, those are the things that start breaking down. So you, you kind of need to have that um, that element as well, and then also flexibility. You know, movement, rotation. So mm -hmm. I try and you know, just as I like you know, like to have sort of fairly balanced diet. I think it's really important to have a fairly balanced um, approach to your fitness. And the byproduct is that of that is that you know you you look you look great. You know, you'll you'll have the shape that you want, not because you've tried to get to that shape, but because mm -hmm. your body is is performing in the way that it was designed to do so the byproduct of that is you will you won't have anything around here and you know you'll be lean and 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 your body's sort of optimized so um that, that's that's i guess a high level overview yeah no it's so very important because i mean the diet element is is crucial especially because i work with people they come to see me from all over the country um, you know, chronic disease, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, obesity, I can go on. But it's an amazing when you help people. I'm, I'm a huge fan of diving into behavioral design and how I can get people to stick to healthy habits. Um, it's, a, it's an art and a science, but it's so very crucial. You're exactly right. But people feel 20 years younger just with the dietary element. And then you add in the exercise, it's a complete another beast. And so- yeah. I mean, I, the body says, you know, Hey, you're 50 years old, but I feel like I'm in my twenties for sure. And I think it's because of that element, you know, I really learned the value of, of health. And as far as physical activity, when I was in the military as active duty air force. And so you're just like, that is really important <laughs> because you have to be ready to go and ready to do whatever you need to get done. And so what is your daily routine? Like what is, what is a day to day um, you know, workout look for you or what are you eating? What's on your plate that someone may be encouraged um, from your example? Yeah, I, I try and keep things fairly simple. Um, and, and, you know, it, 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 it generally varies, but I guess the few, the key things I think for me, which, are, which, which have, you know, kind of keep me in shape. Um, you know, I can sh show my abs at 50, then, you know, the, the principles for that in terms of, you know, the, the, the diet and that is, you know, I, I generally sort of, it's not a true intermittent fast, but I, I, I try and sort of finish at about nine o'clock in the evening in terms of what I'm eating, if I can, if, if my sort of schedule allows me. And then I'll, I'll, I'll aim to kind of, you know, have something at probably around about 10 or 11 the following day, mm. um, again, depending on my, on my schedule. So, so for me, that's, uh, that, that just, just, just sort of works really well. And, and the longer I've done it, the more I, you know, you kind of get in touch with your body and my body doesn't actually, you know, maybe previously your mind says, oh, it's breakfast time. I need to eat breakfast. But if you, if you listen to your, to your body and they, they say there's a brain in your stomach, um, my body's kind of saying, well, actually it's not ready. And, and if, if, if it is ready for, for, for eating, then it's probably got something to do with what I was doing, you know, whether it's alcohol the night before or, or, or the food I had. So if I'm in, mm. um, if I'm in balance, then it's not ready to eat before that time anyway. And then I tend to start, so, you know, I get up at sort of quarter to six, so I'll start with some water. I, you know, I tend to do calls because I've got a business in Europe. So I'll, I'll, I'll do a bunch of conference calls first thing in the morning for a few hours. So I'll drink water up until 10-ish, nine or 10. And then I have um, Athletic Greens, which I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't make any money on, I'm not promoting, but it's a fantastic product. It's, I've been using it for years. And, and that 
kind of sets me up. It's, it, um, you know, there's a ton of stuff in there, probiotics and that kind of thing. And, and so that, that also kind of gives me a little bit of substance in my stomach. Not too much, but that kind of gets me until, you know, until I, until I have my first meal. And I, I, tr I tried everything from sort of, you know, fruits and, and carbs and all different things. And for me, I, I just have, you know, small uh, Greek yogurt, um, uh, sort of, you know, reasonable amount of fat in it with a, with a little bit of a, a kind of nice granola. And, and that sort of gets me through until, you know, maybe one-ish um, where I'll either, I'll either have, you know, again, depending on where I am, maybe some, I'll make up some sort of smoothie with a bit of protein, some nuts and, and some green stuff in, or, or I have some food, which is generally, you know, make fairly light fish, salad, try and keep it fairly simple. And then that will kind of keep me in, until the evening. And then I'll, I'll, I'll probably have some carbs, some fish. Um, for me, my, my favorite meal is, is some, some green vegetable, piece of fish and, um, and, 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 and mushrooms, you know, that, mm -hmm. that for me is, that's my, as long, if it's good quality fish, good vegetables, it, and, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of sort of truffle oil or something like that. It's, you know, I, I like that. And, and then, you know, a treat, I'll have a bit of, I like a bit of dark chocolate or some, some ice cream and which I, you know, kind of maybe have at a weekend and, and that's it. You know, it's, it's probably sounds fairly boring um but but i've got i've got to a stage where it's, it's really nice my wife's a great cook um so she'll kind of do variations of it but but we, you know i try not to have too much carbs um and 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 if i do i want to have good quality carbs um i i you know same with meat and fish i try not to have too much and 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 the vegetable combination you know i like that maybe maybe a bit of sort of brown rice or or that type of thing and then um you know at the weekend i'll have I'll have a few glasses of wine, um, uh, sparkling, you know, I like a bit of champagne every now and again. And, um, but that, you know, that's, I think you've, think you've got to have balance. I don't think you can kind of cut everything out, but, you know, certainly eating, you know, packaged foods and processed foods and all that stuff, which we know is not very good. I think you end up getting a taste for it and, and it's, and you can end up, it, it just becomes a habit. So if you could sort of break that habit and, and, and get in touch with your body, um, then things are good. And then, you know, the, the other important thing is obviously the effects, you can have great quality food, but you, you could still be putting on as, you know, as, as you probably know. So, so, so having that sleep, you know, you, you've got to have that sort of good rest to bring yourself mm. down and, and relax and, 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 you know, managing that, that level of stress, because those are going to impact if you're stressed and you're worried or whatever, then, you know, it's, you're not going to be digesting and absorbing a lot of the stuff with your food anyway. So, so trying to kind of get that time in the evening where you've got the ability to sort of, you know, mentally switch off and relax and, um, and then you're kind of ready to go uh, for the next day. I mean, that's really, it's very important after working with, I, I, I just eat a plant-based diet. So I switched over about nine years ago, um, but it's all, it's, it's a whole food, fruits, vegetables, beans, whole grains, you're getting the elements and had phenomenal success with patients, but it's, you know, it's, it's still what you're describing as whole foods, it's healthy foods. So mm -hmm. after a dietary intervention, I work with patients on sleep. Like you said, that restorative sleep is so important. So you work, you said into the evening, as do I. I mean, I'll see patients nine o'clock my time um, I've seen patients all over the world and um, what do you do to turn off? I have monkey brain syndrome sometimes. What do you do to turn this off and go, okay, it's time to get that rest. It's, it's taken a while to be honest. And I've, <laughs> I've, when I've, I've been living in America now, uh, California for three years. And certainly since I've been here, I've been able to adjust my day because I used to get back, you know, when I was in England, I'd, 
I'd, I'd sort of get back at home at maybe 10 in the evening. I'd have a meal at, you know, like 10 o'clock. I'd be trying to get to bed at 11 after I'd just eaten a big meal. Jeez. And I'd start, so it, it, it was, you know, I was, I was a little bit off really. Whereas when I came here, we started a lot earlier, which, which you know, I'm not really a morning person, but it, it did help. And I, mm. and I tried to sort of get, even if I did a long day, I tried to sort of finish, um, have a certain time where I'd finish and, and then maybe work out or whatever in the evening, even though I like working out in the morning sometimes. And, 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 and it, was, it was really just that contact with devices because, mm. um, you know, if, if you're sort of there in the evening and you think you're relaxing, but you're kind of going through your emails or you're, you're doing stuff on social media or whatever, you're, your brain's still wired. And I, and I used to go to bed and sort of have these half sleep type of situations where I didn't know, I thought I was, you know, having meetings or whatever. And it, so you're obviously <laughs> not resting. Right. And so now I try and sort of get rid of that time. You know, if, if I'm going to watch something on YouTube, I'll, I'll watch something that's kind of not going to stimulate my brain. So it kind of brings me down or if I'm reading something or if I'm just writing or journaling or thinking. So just things that will just slow me down because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sort of up here hundred miles an hour and then you, you know, you need to come down a little bit. So, mm-hmm. so I, I think just, just having that plan time, you know, I, I like, I have these really nice, um, there's this company that makes these really cool teas. And, um, oh. so I have one of those and that seems to have this kind of calming effect on me as well. And at least when I go to go to bed, I'm sort of, um, I'm ready. And I've tried the other thing I've tried recently since I've been here, which I didn't have in the UK is I've, I've tried some of the CBD drops, which, um, mm. it, it's very subtle. But um, it, it, it seems to take the edge off, just just a little bit of the edge off what I'm doing. It may, maybe it's just a, it's all in the mind. But I, I you know, sometimes have a, uh, a couple of drops of that, and um, and that sort of just seems to kind of give me that little bit of a, a mellowing effect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Have you ever tr- heard of yoga nidra? No, I haven't. No. So it's uh, it's like self guided meditation. Could I? I've had. I've been had the podcast for four years and I have over 200 interviews. And wow. when I get an element from someone telling me like a little gold nugget, it's like, I <laughs> write this down. I start trying it out on patients, try it on myself. And uh, it is really quite cool. So there's playlists like on Spotify, <clears throat> probably Apple music as well, but you just look under yoga Nidra and it's like this self-guided meditation. And I mean, I can't do like regular meditation because my brain just was like, Lori, you're not going to sit there. So you might as well give up. But this is when you're laying down and you're trying to sleep and you're just listening to someone talk to you in like these amazing voices. But they're, wow. you know, what guiding you through. A friend of mine, um, Dr. Jed Brewer, he's um, an addiction psychiatrist. I've had him on the podcast several times, but he wrote a book called The Craving Mind. And he kind of got me into this understanding mindfulness and, you know, just the power of this three pound organ in your head is just incredible, but check it yeah. out. The yoga nidra is cool. And the other thing I found is helpful. How do you spell that? Yeah. Yoga and N-I-D-R-A. <laughs> yoga, N-I-D-R-A. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, yeah. I have found a Spotify one that I love. I think they're also on uh, YouTube and some other things, but that's been phenomenal. And then the other one I do, cause I worry about patients. I tend to be, I'm a mom, I'm a warrior. I worry about my husband. I worry about everybody. So um, I'll just keep a piece of paper by my bed. I'm like, okay, tomorrow I'll worry about this. <laughs> I just write yeah. it down. And that does seem to help. But I, there are elements that you wake up, you're like, wait, and where am I? Was I just with that person or doing yeah. something? So I totally get it. So. And, and the other thing I, I used to do the same, you know, I'd get, I'd have my notes and, and someone said to me, you know, that, although, you know, it's good to get it out of your head, 
they also said that it's not great because you're, you're still not turned off. So I, I found, mm. although, it, although it's not the best time of day for me to do it, I found out that when I work out towards the end of the day, and I'll, I'll sometimes go for like a, you know, maybe a 20 minute run or something just to warm up and then I'll do some weights. And, and that run for me is kind of what, I, what used to happen when I would go to bed. And I think what, what it is, mm. is you sort of, you, your mind's, you know, thinking and being active and that sort of stuff. And then when you, when you kind of go for a run, it turns off, you know, you, 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 it's almost like meditation really. And I listen to some music and then all these ideas are coming out. So I'm making a note when I'm running. So when I'm home, like everything's empty, you know, my, my mind's empty, I'm, I'm kind of chill. Um, so I don't have that sort of monkey mind like I used to when I work out in the morning. So, you know, maybe that's something to think about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I run every day, um, most days of the week. And uh, I, I like to just listen to podcasts and just kind of, it's kind of like my learning. I don't have to do anything. I'm just kind of absorbing moments. But yeah, I totally mm -hmm. get what you're saying. It's kind of like, you're just kind of like enjoying it and just kind of letting things flow. It's, I come up with some great ideas, at least I think yeah. they're great ideas <laughs> whenever I'm running, but I totally get that. But, um, yeah. and now you said your little ones. So what, if, how did you encourage your family? Cause like my middle one, Jonathan, he's 24. He's trying, he's building up to do, he wants to do the most pull-ups in the 24 hours world record. He's at 320 wow. a day right now. The, the kids are phenomenal, but these, those type of things. And I know what we've done to encourage activity with our kids. They're all active, but what, what are you doing with your little ones to get them into the fitness uh, realm as well? Well, we've, we've been pretty fortunate that when, so we moved out here when they were, I think it was six and seven. Yeah, I think, I think, I think so. And, and so when we came here, we, we didn't know anyone, didn't have any family. So we'd, we'd go to all these fitness events and conventions, or if we had to meet people or if we did podcasts, they would, they would come along in the car and, They'd be exposed to to people uh, and you know fit some very sort of influential fitness people. So for the for the last two or three years, they've they've just had these sort of I guess you could call them role models, but just people that that fitness is a key part in their life. So we've we've had them on videos and working out trade shows and putting on the the t-shirts and they, you know they've even got kind of like their own YouTube channels where they're they're doing oh. workouts and stuff like that. So. So I think, I think it's rubbed off on them. Um, we've not awesome. had to sort of force them to do it. Um, you know, they, 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 the healthy eating, they, they kind of get and, and, and how to work out and move. And, you know, they're, they're now sort of inspiring other people. So we've been, we've been pretty lucky about that. I, I do think it's, it's uh, um, you know, in general, it's, they say to, to, to get these habits into people, you know, if you, when you're older, it's very difficult to, to change those. But if you can, if you can get those types of, um, I guess, yeah, habits and principles into children from a young age, then they're more likely to sort of stick with it for the rest of their life. So mm -hmm. I, I, I do believe as a, you know, as a society, we, you know, we, 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 we could be doing a lot more to, to educate children. Uh, but unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of it has to come from, from the parents. And if the parents don't eat well, sleep well, work out, then it's, it's very difficult to be in a home um, where, you know, just, just what, what you know what's being cooked isn't particularly good for you because you can't sort of say well I don't want it um nice. so so there are a lot of challenges I think I think you kind of have to hit it on both levels you know one there's there has to be some education and an appreciation from the parents and then at the same time um working uh working with the children and and you know it, it, as you as you know yourself it's not cheap to um to eat healthily it's it, it it's um it's it's a lot easier to 
to eat bad food. It's a lot cheaper to eat bad food. And that, that's kind of the part of the problem, really, uh, because if, if, if for people who are probably struggling and there's a lot of people in that position, then, you know, making the choice to go for something that's a little bit better for you is, 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 is a tough one. So, um, but, you know, there are ways of doing it. But it, as I said, mm -hmm. if, if you don't know how to do that, then, you know, it's good to find someone like yourself that can show you how you can, mm -hmm. you can get, make some of those healthy options and, and do it in a nice way, but without necessarily breaking the bank. Oh yeah, I uh, on our on our YouTube channel, I because I, I grew up in a home with minimum resources, so we ate um, very little meat just because it was expensive. Um, but we always had a garden. I grew up on beans and potatoes, which are fine, thank goodness. Um, but you're exactly right. But I, I've made videos on how to feed a family of four under ten dollars a day, and really, wow. you can do some amazing things I love to cook. So that's been really a, a great joy of mine. I have one child, <laughs> I've been really lucky. I got one that's finishing medical school in May. I got, that's Emily. And then Jonathan just graduated the marketing degree and Gabriel is um, a film major, he's about to graduate. And so wow. they're all involved <laughs> in some aspect of what I'm doing. And I've just really been lucky, I don't know how I birthed that, but that worked out well. So, but that is so key is um, just showing the modeling, right, as a parent, the modeling effect is so very important with us. And you're exactly right. If you have these poor kids who are raised in a home where the family, the members, the, the, the parents are not modeling that behavior, they have to have other adults and willing to bring that in. Mm -hmm. And I have tons of conversations with parents who are reversing their diabetes. And I'm like, well, what are you feeding your kids? They're like, well, they won't eat anything but, you know, <laughs> McDonald's and fried chicken. And I'm like, okay, so how old are they? They're like six and eight. I'm like, and wait a minute, <laughs> are they getting in the car yeah. and driving to get, so it's the other issue is I think parents, we just got to learn to parent. So yeah. know, don't be yeah. afraid to parent. And so it's been really, I don't know, maybe I'm, I got a little bit of a military background in my family too. So I tend <laughs> to be a little bit more like, let's just get it done. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you're exactly right. It's the modeling and the rubbing off, right? If that's all they know, that's what they'll love. I love mm. it. Yeah. That's, and you said it earlier, you know, the, from what I've seen, I've, you know, I've done a podcast and it's similar to yourself and interviewed a lot of, I guess, fitness and health experts. And, yes. and one of the things that they all have, in, you know, everyone's got their own diet and their own workout and that sort of stuff, which, you know, yeah. you, you can't you change. But yeah. the, the one thing that's consistent across everybody is like, you know, they all say, look, if you, if you don't kind of get the buy-in here, then diets and workout, none of them are going to work. And, and you don't have to, it doesn't have to, as, as you know yourself, it doesn't have to be that complicated in terms of the diet and the exercise. Yes, there's some fantastic programs out there. And, and you could argue that when you get to a certain level, then you know, those differences make the difference that you need to win or lose. So they, they are very important. But for the average person, it's really just about kind of getting the basics right in your diet. Mm -hmm. moving a bit more than what you're doing, you know, doing a bit of cardio, a bit of strength, very simple stuff. And, um, and just kind of getting that, that right balance of, of, of rest and, and you're, you know, and, and, and then sort of, you know, turning that into a habit as opposed to something that, you know, you've got to mm. you feel as though you've got to give up and, and, you know, you're going to be probably 80% the way there. The rest mm -hmm. is, is easier. Um, you, you should yeah. interview my friend, BJ Fogg. Do you know, you know, Dr. BJ Fogg? I don't know. He wrote a book called Tiny Habits. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, and it's phenomenal. He's a behavioral health scientist at Stanford and lives in Hawaii part-time and California part-time. And I've taken his boot camp um, virtually because of COVID most recently, but I'm interviewing him in November, but 
his approach to building good habits is phenomenal. It works like nothing I've ever seen. And so I'm implementing that. And then Dr. Judd Brewer, I can introduce you through email, but Dr. Judd Brewer, um, as far as breaking the bad habits, if you're ever, if that's an interest for you, as far as the, the health yeah. experts, they're both incredible. So, but yeah, it's, I can't, I can't add more to that. So I know we're coming up on the time. Is there anyone, um, or where can we reach you or what type of, um, who would you like to reach out to you? Where can they find you? And of course we'll put all your links and everything. Um, so tell us a little bit about, about you and where people can find you. Okay. Well, if, if it's from a business perspective, if, you know, if you're looking for any business information or, you know, whether you know, in, in the fitness and wellness space, then we LinkedIn is a good place to go. I, I put, put, put stuff out daily on, on there. Um, as you mentioned before, we've got a podcast, which again is sort of fitness lifestyle and pr predominantly for the business community. But um, we, you know, we do some good stuff on there. It's called escape your limits. Um, the Instagram, I tend to do sort of a bit more fun stuff, you know, take my shirt off every now and again and uh and just show you know like like to provide information and content work workout stuff like that and then um and then my company's called escape fitness so we we have you know we've got newsletters and blogs and we've also got a, an instagram page where you know we'll, we'll talk about anything health and fitness there's a ton of stuff on the escape fitness youtube channel like free workouts and uh motivational information that kind of stuff so um those, those are probably the main places and of course if you're if you're looking for a set of dumbbells then you know you can you can get plenty of those from us as well at the moment <laughs> yeah you had a really cool we saw the bench with the dumbbells and we were we were eyeing that i was like that's kind of <laughs> cool guys <laughs> so but thank you so much so much for your time and we so appreciate you so guys check them out there's the links below and uh, again thank you so much for your time